What's going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in his bedroom being harassed is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody? Hey, everybody. What is going on? Hope you guys are enjoying your morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you're listening to this. Uh, we got a good one for you, and we even have a little college football action to talk about as well. So please enjoy, and don't go anywhere. What's happening, everyone? Man, I'm glad to be on here. I missed it so much. It's only been a week, but... (laughs) Uh, Man, we have a great show. Uh, We have uh, a little bit of uh, exciting news for us, at least. Uh, Maybe hopefully for you uh, listeners as well. But uh, before we get into everything and all of that, Cody, how you doing, man? I'm exhausted, man. How are you doing? Uh, on the no sleep train uh, this week as well. So, yes, uh, I am on. Well, today I'm actually very well rested. So <laughs> we uh, we're doing this on a good day. Um, yeah, I've actually been uh, since we Fresno County went to um, uh, the red tier. We have like colored tiers and purples, like the worst, and uh, we move into red, where uh, basically businesses could open about ten percent. And so, uh, my gym, the gym that I actually normally go to, I, I, I go to planet fitness and I have the black card. So you can really go to any of the planet fitnesses. So the one that I normally go to, uh, they are actually still closed. And I was actually supposed now I just remembered, I was actually supposed to go over there and check and see if they had anything in the window, but, um, uh, didn't do that. Um, anyway, so I've been going to the planet fitness, uh, near you. Yeah. Um, and so I've been going to that one all week and today I woke up and I, my throat was kind of scratchy. So I was like, you know, COVID. Yeah. With COVID, (laughs) I don't want to risk any of it. I I just don't, I I think that would be stupid. Like you and I had just literally talked about like, you know, we used to go to the gym and even if we felt a little sick, we would go, but now Mm -hmm. it's a little different. And I was like, I don't want to be that guy. Like, I don't want to do that. So, um, I decided that I was going to take the day off. So I actually got to sleep in a little bit, but normally I'm waking up at 5 a.m. Sometimes I have to feed my son. Uh, Sometimes not. (laughs) It just depends on if he's awake or not. Uh, I get ready and then I head out and, you know, go to the gym. I'm there for about an hour and then uh, come back and my wife gets ready for work and I'm with the kids the rest of the day. So, uh, I am, I have been exhausted. I actually even took a nap today. So oh, it must be nice. It was only a 20 minute nap because my daughter comes in and is like, dad, look, I finished my homework. And so I was looking at it and then she does like a page and then she's like, dad, look. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm, my nap is done. So. <laughs> but I don't want to complain too much, even though I kind of did already. Uh, but you have been working what three to seven then you come home for like two hours and then you go back to work for the rest of the day and yeah. then you come home sleep for like four hours and then you go in your whole on a day begins again yeah if i'm lucky yeah so actually my uh my day begins at 2 a.m because i get ready i get to work at 3 a.m i work until seven and then i go home for about an hour and a half and the re and i should honestly logically i would just stay at work until you know, I'm done, but 
honestly, when I leave at seven for like the hour and a half, it's more or less just to go home. And, you know, my job uh, for my daddy duty job was to drop off the kids where they needed <laughs> to go. So I try to get home to still do that. And then I, you know, do what I need to do around the house, pack a lunch or whatever. And then I head back to, uh, to work for the rest of the day and put in like another, I don't know, six to six to eight hours just depends on what the day looks like and that's been going steady for i think we're on like week week two almost week three now doing that so <laughs> yeah the past weekend though i mean um if anyone follows me on instagram they know that i was in huntington and i was refreshed then i got to sleep in a lot and that was great and now i'm sleep deprived again and i feel uh you know i i feel like a zombie so like uh, another vacation coming. <laughs> yeah, a long one, please. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so, you know, that's why I'm a little more energized than Cody. Normally, I'd be on Cody's level, but, uh, you know, I, I also got a midday coffee. So that does help. So yeah. It's, nice. been, uh, it's been uh, two-a-day coffees for me lately. Oh, you're still <laughs> working on two, two coffees a day? Okay. That's yeah. Nice. I mean, that's I could cute. go more, but I... That's that's I cute. won't sleep. I, I have to at least sleep sometime at night. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. I think I'm well, okay. So I've been starting to substitute um iced tea instead of coffee. So like I'll have oh, two cups. Brutal. Well, I'll have two cups of coffee in the morning. Oh, okay. And then um I'll go majority of the day and then I'll have an iced tea and then I'll have like a like two or three refills of that iced tea throughout the day. So and then I try to stay off the caffeine even though it's what's keeping me awake and then i go to sleep and then i shoot myself full of caffeine again when i need to wake back up so <laughs> well all right well um we got a lot of sports um it's been great um you know basketball is coming slowly to an end obviously uh the lakers uh, as we're recording this on a th- on thursday night uh the lakers are up 3-1 over the heat um, I mean, whether the heat win it or not, I mean, basketball is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we actually see it in sight. Um, you and I were talking, you love the bubble. I, I actually like the bubble. Um, you know, of course I would love to see fans in the stands and this will probably be a conversation for another day, but, um, you know, it, it, it has been a success and what's been great about the bubble is there hasn't been, um, any setbacks. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a couple with the Clippers, but it was sorted out fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think anyone could say that the bubble was not a success. Like, I don't know who's out there saying this NBA bubble blows because it's been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and looking at football right now and the, um, the horrid position that tennessee is in right now um and fantasy football players everywhere just getting so pissed off uh i know i have derrick henry in one of my leagues i traded Mm -hmm. him away in another um and uh i'm just like i'm keeping him out of my lineup right now and i'm like shoot like he has a really good matchup like i I believe in him and so (laughs) it's really tough but um, you know, just looking at that with baseball, how they kind of had an outbreak, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say outbreak, but they kind of had some issues with a couple of teams mm-hmm. in the beginning and they kind of, uh, shorted up after a while. But when you talk about football, I mean, you got like 52 people on the roster, that's not including, 
um, the coaches. So mm-hmm. uh, right now, uh, NFL could be a pass or fail, you know, mm-hmm. type of a thing. I mean, luckily we're in week five. It's been okay. Um, but, yeah, if, if teams continue to keep this up, I mean, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I hope we still continue to have a season. But either way, we've still had a lot of sports. And it, it has been really great. It's been a nice uh, normalcy in a uh, non-normal world right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it, it, it's it's been pretty cool. So I'm excited. Um, we have – more stuff coming up, so we'll get into all that. But Cody, first, let's talk about let's stay on the football topic. Let's talk about the Raiders. The Raiders lost last week to the Bills, mm-hmm. uh, who are now four and zero. So, first off, Cody, I mean, was it a bad loss in your opinion? Well, I think right now where the Raiders are in their I don't know if we want to call it a rebuild, but in their quest to make it to the playoffs, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a great loss just because where we are right now, we want to match up against the best AFC teams, make a push. We need to win as many games as we can, because again, we don't know how shortened the season can be. Um, You know, for example, like what we were just talking about, I mean, the Mm -hmm. chiefs and the Patriots game that played on Monday night almost didn't happen until, you know, later on in the week. Um, you know, uh, the Tennessee and I believe Buffalo game is on an, is on a delay, uh, but, uh, Tennessee and, uh, Pittsburgh were actually supposed to play, um, uh, last week, but now it got completely rearranged to where they, those two teams had an abrupt bye week now because of Tennessee's outbreak. So, you know, it just depends on, and I'm kind of sidetracking for a second, but I'll get back to the Raiders, but it just kind of depends on where the season kind of goes and how shortened it is just because of outbreaks, if we can get it under control. And that's going to matter because we don't know if we're going to have a 16 week uh, season or 12 week or 10 week, you know, we don't know how bad this is going to get. And for the Raiders to lose a game to the Buffalo bills and not saying that the Buffalo bills aren't good there. We, we both projected them as, you know, a, legit top AFC contender probably coming out of the East now that Tom Brady isn't with the Patriots. And this was pre uh, Cam Newton going to the Patriots as well, um, that they were going to be a really good team with uh, the weapons that they have with Josh Allen, you know, from fireball, which is a, a small town just outside of Fresno. Um, you know, we anticipated that they were going to be a great team, but the Raiders need to win games like that against those tough opponents to kind of just show and get our confidence up because, you know, if we're going to get into the playoffs against really tough competition and we can't beat the Bills or at least, you know, uh, escape with the, one of those wins to bring up our confidence, then it's it, this is how we get down the windy road of losing streaks that we're so accustomed to, and we need to break <laughs> that mold right now. And granted, we did have – we didn't have – um Edwards, uh, he was out with an ankle injury. We didn't have uh, Rugs again. So those are two kind of offensive players that, you know, don't have a lot of volume, but they do enough to where it keeps the defense honest and it kind of opens everything up. Um, you know, the Bills' defense surprisingly, you know, did really good at stopping the run, but Derek Carr still did pretty decent at passing the ball. Just some of the things that we're kind of just disappointed in is that the defense, again, just kind of let down the Raiders. And, you know, the Bills were able to, you know, run the ball. Um, Josh Allen almost passed for over 300 yards. Singletary was unstoppable. Um, obviously, our cornerbacks couldn't stay on um, uh, couldn't stay on digs. So, 
you know, the typical things that we're struggling with, which is, you know, the Raiders offense is trying to find their identity when they're stopped, but the Raiders defense is letting us down at the, uh, you know, towards the end of it. Cause the, the bills and Raiders game didn't feel like it was getting out of hand to, for the bills to run away, but the defense wasn't really doing us any favors by letting, you know, letting big plays happen, letting Josh Allen off the hook, um, you know, giving up chunk yardage to Singletary, leaving digs open, our sing our secondary being, you know, not really communicating. Those are some things that's going to cost us games, which is, you know, prime example here. If we're going to be that playoff team that's, you know, that we're, we're claiming we're going to be, we need to, we need to, we need to show up when we're supposed to and, and have our defense show out for us and not lose us games in my opinion. So I don't think this is really a Derek Carr problem, which I know Twitter kind of had their way with on Sunday, but uh, for sure the Raiders defense needs to, needs to be better than this in order for us to win games. We're, we're not going to win any games with our defense giving up points to an offensive team such as the Bills, um, especially with you know, all the additions that we have. We anticipated that we'd have an upgraded defense, and truthfully, our argument could be made it seems worse than it did last year because at least last year we can stop the run. And this year, it doesn't seem like we can do much of anything on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, absolutely nothing. We can't create turnovers. That's mm-hmm. That's been the huge thing is we can't create turnovers. When we did, we were in that Patriots game. Um, and honestly, we just uh, we couldn't create separation, as I had talked about last week in my Derek Carr rant, where everyone was like, well, Carr can't do this, Carr can't do this. Listen, Derek Carr didn't lose us this Buffalo Bills game. Okay, our defense lost us this game. They made Josh Allen, who who is a who's a who's becoming a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, let's let's give him credit for that. But they make Josh Allen look like what Brett Favre uh, alluded to that look like Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about Tom Brady now because he just lost to the Bears today. But I'm talking about Tom Brady. Um, you know, 2000 what. Uh, when was it uh, with uh, Randy Moss? Oh, God. Oh, 2009. 2009, yeah. I was going to say 2008, and I'm like, no, that was the year he was injured. Yeah. Oh, actually, so, you know what? No, I'm sorry, 2007. I believe it was 2007 he had he had Moss. Pretty certain on that. Well, either way, he's making him look like that Tom Brady, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Josh Josh Allen didn't even run hardly. I mean, what's been great about Josh Allen is, yeah, he has this big arm, but he also can run. And we, he had so much time that he, I don't, I don't, I don't know how many times he ran. I think he maybe had like a couple of runs. It really was not a lot. I'm trying to get it up right here, and of course, the app doesn't want to. What know, stats let me do for? it? I'm just trying to see what his uh, rushing uh, total was. Jacobs? Um, no, Josh Allen. Oh, he Josh only Allen rushed. had three rushes, negative one yards, and he had a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And that touchdown was a one-yard push at the goal line. So it wasn't like he was even running all over our defense. That's just how bad our defense was at first coverage. And second, we had no pass rush. And that's the other thing that's driving me crazy. And these Raider fans who want to talk about, oh, you know, I, I, told, I told my wife, I for Drew Code and for me, I'm not going on Twitter when the Raiders lose mm-hmm. because all it is is it's Derek Carr's fault 
and I saw a bunch of tweets where um, Darren Waller fumbled, and there was a couple of guys who were like, I can't believe Carson even thrown it to him. Why did he even throw it to him? They're blaming the Waller fumble on Derek Carr, and Carr, all he did was throw him a football. He caught it, had time to make a football move, and tried to go forward and fumbled the football. That's on Carr. Give me a break, people. So um, I'm not. I'm not going to go on another rant. I will not. I won't do it. <laughs> I just find it funny. The same people that are saying he shouldn't have passed Waller the ball that essentially, you know, had it fumbled from him, you know, are probably the same guys that were yelling at Carr. Why aren't you getting Waller the ball in the Patriots game yeah. when the Patriots shut him down? So exactly, that's exactly what it is. And so. You know, listen, Carr's not going to please everyone. I get it. I understand it. Uh, there's always going to be those haters. Uh, you know, I'll never understand how you can look at a quarterback and, like, be like, oh, I don't like him, so everything he does is wrong. Like, I don't like – you know me. I, I'm not a huge fan of Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's that great. Mm-hmm. But if he makes a good play or, you know, something happens and you're like, well, that's not on Baker. Like, how can people not do that? Why do people look at it and like, well, that's Baker Mayfield – you know, that's Derek Carr's fault. That's Baker's fault. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'll never get it. But, um, you know, it, it was a bad defensive game. All right. Let, let's be honest. Um, Carr didn't have a, wasn't great. Okay. He wasn't great, but he wasn't the reason we lost. He actually, I wouldn't even I, I'm making, I'm downplaying. I think he had a really good game, but they slowed down Jacobs really, really well. And then you have to give, the Bills credit on that. The Bills really shut down Josh Jacobs. They did not let him get going. Um, so they and then Nelson Aguilar, he came up big, which was which was great. But Jacobs only had 48 rushing yards. He didn't even have 50 rushing yards on the game. And you could argue, well, he only had four, 15 attempts, but that's because we had to pass late in the game. Like mm-hmm. we we literally had to pass. Um, you know, uh, it just, we didn't have a lot of big plays. And I think it's the lack of the, in the receiving core, um, obviously. And then uh, obviously too, our offensive line is hurt really bad. And we missed Trent Brown. Mm-hmm. Thank God. I saw that he was at practice the last two days. So hopefully he's back. We'll see. But, um, you know, and then Henry Ruggs, I think a lot of people don't really realize, even though they look at him as a rookie, how big, of a of a threat he is when mm-hmm. he's on the field i think he does help the, some of these receivers get open a little bit more uh so i think when you see him rugs he also practiced hopefully against the chiefs uh hopefully he'll play against the chiefs is what i'm trying to get at um you know listen i i'm pretty sure that the chiefs are going to win this game but the raiders always play the chiefs tough even with patrick mahomes we do um our defense is really bad. We cannot keep up with the Chiefs. So if the defense can get a few stops here and there, I think we have a chance to at least be in the game, if not win the game. Mm-hmm. So, um, but before we, I, I ask you that, I have a couple of questions for you, Cody. Mm-hmm. So first, should Paul Gunther, the defensive coordinator, be fired for the, from the Raiders? Um, it's his first season. Is that right? No. So this is his second? Yeah, second season. Um, I would go about one more week before I make that decision. The only reason why is because right now we're already in the middle of a, of a week where we're preparing right now. You fire him now, it's a little rough. 
I think if we have another poor defensive showing against a, well, against like an elite team, uh, I don't say Buffalo's elite, but I mean, they are up there for sure. I mean, I, I would not doubt that if Buffalo and Kansas City played, that that would not be like a slugfest that we'd all love to see. Yeah. Um, but I would say that if the Raiders defense well, overwhelmingly underperforms on Sunday where we are shellacked by 50, um, and granted, even if it is the Chiefs, I think if we have, again, poor, um, poor um, pressure, um, you know, a, a lot of, again, miscommunication on the secondary side, if we're that disorganized again on week five, I think we do need to we do need to let go of Gunther and get an interim in there and then begin another coordinator search immediately because you know, Gunther was a former Dallas Cowboy uh defensive coordinator, if I'm not mistaken. And I can't remember the last time Dallas had a decent defense, even in the year where I think they went to the playoffs and they had Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. Bengals. I beg your yeah. pardon. It's been a long time since Cincinnati had a had a good defense. It's been a while. It's I think shoot well well before Gunther. And if anything, I remember a few seasons ago, you know, you would pick um, you you'd pick the players going against the Bengals because their defense wasn't that great, you know. Um, but I I think if Gunther does another poor. Um, you know, game plan or execution for, for us in week five, we, we have to, we have to think of an alternative or switch things up. Maybe he goes something because we can't keep having the defense blow it for us when the, when the offense is trying to find rhythm. And uh, you know, that's, that's part of the, the tough thing about the Raiders defense. It's almost like it's the uh, Achilles heel of any success that we try to have. Um, you know, we need to find ways to, you know, do more blitzes, get the, uh, get the pressure in the front. So that way we make those quarterbacks uncomfortable. That creates those turnover opportunities. We got to find a way for our secondary to be able to, um, hold their ground and not let, you know, any receiver run right past them when they shouldn't. So, you know, it's, uh, if, if Gunther can't get it together this week, I, I think it's time for him to go. I agree with you. I think he shouldn't be fired until, uh, we see how this game turns out, how the defense plays in this game. Um, and mine's a little different reason. Basically, my reason is we have a bye week this next week after uh, the Chiefs. So week six, we have a bye. And um, so if we fire Gunther pretty much after the game and we get someone to, whether it be uh, uh, Rob Marinelli, who's the... Um, uh, who, who's basically going to be the successor. I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. He's mm-hmm. the one who came from the Cowboys okay. that you were thinking of. Um, he, he'll probably be the guy, but I have seen a lot um, of chatter, especially from Raider Nation, um, trying to get the Raiders to uh, talk to Wade Phillips because Wade Phillips has been tweeting a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, about how he wants to get back at it. And he's like, I can help a team win, yada, yada, yada. And, I mean, with an attitude like that, I, I would much rather have Wade Phillips, to be honest, than Rob Marinelli because I think Rob Marinelli is towards the end of his career. If you get Wade Phillips, I think um, he's proven in the past, especially how he made that Rams defense the way it was. Um I think he could uh, add a spark that the Raiders need. And I think he would love John Abram, Jonathan Abram. Uh, so that's kind of uh, my thought 
Uh, it's funny that you brought up uh, you really would like to see the Bills and Chiefs because week six, the Bills and Chiefs play on Thursday night. So you're going to get your wish, buddy. <laughs> well, it actually, I think there's a, I thought I read that it's, it might get moved because they're trying, because of the Tennessee game. I, I thought, or, or um, gosh, I thought it was their, their game that they were looking at potentially moving if, uh, oh my gosh, I think it had something to do with like Tennessee or something well, like that. Well, the Bills and Titans are scheduled to play Tuesday. So I think this if, Tuesday. So I think okay, yeah, the so Bills they would what, have to push it back. Yeah. So I think what I think what I read on Twitter, and I think Schefter's the one that that I saw this from, is if Tennessee has one more positive test. Which, by the way, I'm going to just go on the record right now and just say, I am a hundred percent certain that they will get at least one to two more positive tests, if not today, for sure, the following day. Like, Well, they got one this morning, I think. Yeah. I think so, they had another one. So the, the thing is, is they have to go one day without a positive test, which, by the way, they're going to get one. So we're, we're, I'm just throwing that out there right now, that that's what's going to end up happening. But I think if, if Tennessee does end up having another positive, which means that the Bills and the Tennessee game can't happen, then the Bills and Chiefs game, I believe, gets either moved to – I think it gets moved to Monday night, I thought is what the tweet said. Okay. Which I would like more. I would really that love to see sense. them on Monday night football rather than Thursday night football. Give them a full week to prepare, I think, would be a lot more fun yeah. to watch than a shortened week. I think that's a – I'm hating Thursday night football because it's entertaining at first, but the defense, which we know is like on a good team, is one of the reasons why they're so good, you know, is so exhausted that they – have a hard time like stopping the offense, you know, and sometimes yeah. like the Thursday night game quality is not even worth watching. I'd rather not watch Thursday night football. Just give me a double header on Monday night football. And I may like that a lot more than a Thursday night football game. If I'm being honest. So, yeah, the, the issue is you do the, um, um, you do the double header. It's, it's a little bit harder because, uh, East Coast, West Coast, uh, there's issues with, um, you know, some one of whichever coast it is, they have an issue of being able to watch it. So the ratings do go down. So that's why they really don't want to do a double header. They do it on the first week because it's fun. It's a new thing. But, you know, for the most part, they it, it's hard for them to do it because uh, majority of the time, East, or I, th- I believe it's West Coast. West Coast really cannot watch the game so mm-hmm. um and they want to appeal to everyone obviously because you know football is popular so one more question i have for you okay um so we saw that muhammad sanu i believe it was this past week was released by the 49ers mm-hmm. um so with the raiders kind of being depleted at receiver and a lot of these receivers not getting separation do you think the Raiders should a go after Muhammad Sanu, b Des Bryant, or c none. No receiver. Just get him from your practice squad. Oh man. Okay, that Des Bryant one. That was a that was a curveball. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. I would say if I'm comparing Sanu and Bryant, which I'm not saying <laughs> that Sanu is on Bryant's level by any means at all. I would say, though, I would probably feel more comfortable with 
Sanu going, getting signed by the Raiders first because he's already in game shape. Mm-hmm. He's a very good veteran and a very good locker presence that it would be great to have around the young receivers, you know, like Winfro, Ruggs, um, Edwards. I think that would be great. And also, too, um, he, would, it, he would remind me of a little bit of a, of a slight version of Terrell Williams, which is, you know, you can clearly tell we're, we're missing his presence receiving-wise. I, I yeah. thought we had enough weapons to kind of combat that, especially with Waller yeah. and all the additions that we did. But you can definitely tell, like, Williams was a presence that we are, are actually missing, ironically, yeah. which is, you know, we need somebody that's not the fastest guy, but we just need someone that understands coverages and gets open and creates plays. And, you know, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. I mean, and, and Sanu <laughs> would remind me of someone that could do that. I think my concern yeah. is why is Sanu getting let go by the Patriots, who is a well-run organization? The always, 49ers. Well, he was there first and then he got released and now 49ers had picked him up and then he got released again. And I know the 49ers mm-hmm. are going through a little bit of a receiving core, you know, injury carousel. That's why like they had him. But, um, you know, I would prefer Sanu in this scenario just because of, you know, game shape and, and probably he's not, he's not over the top. But I would say I would probably love Des Bryant as a signing just because I would love for elite receive, a former elite receiver to teach an up-and-coming elite receiver, Henry Ruggs, like route trees and game time scenarios. Because, you know, Brian has played in a lot of huge games and he's come up big. And I think he would be a, a I wouldn't say a mentor because I think Des Bryant is a better, has a better character than what he's been perceived recently. But I think I would like him to kind of teach rugs or take him under his wings to show him, you know, what it's like to be an elite receiver and to give him that boost rather than Sanu. Cause Sanu has not really been in that situation. He's been more of a supporting cast and rugs, and Bryant, I think, would would be a great like mentor mentee kind of a situation with uh, with what we want to utilize rugs to do. In my opinion, um, I'm going to go a little off of you, and it's mainly I th- I feel like um, uh, Brian Edwards is similar to the style of play, not not necessarily like skill or whatever, but. Um, he's similar in style of play of Des Bryant. So hmm. for me, I think I would I would like to take a flyer on Des Bryant because here's the deal. Des Bryant is going to be a lot cheaper. Mohamed Sanu is not going to be expensive. I'm not saying that. I, I like Mohamed Sanu. Either one I'd be happy with. I think we should go after a receiver. I think the in, the most incorrect answer is going after none. I think we need to make something happen. We mm-hmm. need some sort of veteran presence on here because Terrell Williams as you said was that guy and with him being out yeah he's probably on the practice field here and there talking with guys but for the most part we need a guy on the field helping us out and I think Des Bryant he's he's been at an elite level uh, that Sanu never really had I mean Sanu was really popular in Atlanta but I mean let's be honest Matt Ryan really helped him improve that. And then they got Calvin Ridley and Sanu started slowly deteriorating and, and then went to the Patriots and had a couple of uh, big games here and there. And then, you know, as we said, we went to the 49ers and let, got let go. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I feel like Des Bryant would be good. And honestly, you really don't have to play Des Bryant a lot. Um, 
And I think it would be, like I said, I think it would be helpful for Brian Edwards, but to your credit as well, uh, it, it would help Ruggs kind of understand how to be an elite receiver. Um, he could give him some, now Ruggs and Des Bryant are two completely different receivers, but he could help him not with just the receiving stuff, but the, the, the stuff maybe in the film that you don't necessarily, that every player can't really see that Des saw. Because we can be honest here. Des Bryant, he was, he was good with Dak Prescott, and he was good with Tony Romo. So I think it's safe to say that he was a good receiver, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, will he be a Hall of Famer? That's a different question for another day. But, you know, also Des Bryant could fit in on this team. You have Jason Witten. He knows him. You know, he worked with him for years. Um, and then, obviously, we, we talked about Rob Marinelli. He, mm-hmm. he knows him. He knows Malik Collins. He knows Jeff Heath, who we also have. So there's a few Cowboy players, former Cowboy players, that the Raiders have um, that could, you know, open or uh, welcome Des Bryant with open arms. Um, so for me, I think Des Bryant would be a smart move. Do I think the Raiders are going to do that? No, I, I don't think they will. I think Mike Mayock... He doesn't like to go after a lot of old players because mm-hmm. he's that draft guru. And I think that's the, first of all, I think that's the inexperience at the GM position that we're now starting to see with Mike Mayock. These older players, he really doesn't go after. He goes after these young players, which I get. I understand that. But he go, he read rather go with these younger guys than these older guys. And what these older guys do help out with is experience. Mm-hmm. And also sometimes that experience leads to smarts and also makes you make better decisions on the field. Um, and I think he's, I'm not saying Mike Mayock is doing a bad job. I, I, I don't want that to be misconstrued, but um, I, I think Mike Mayock would benefit from getting a couple of, of veteran players like a Des Bryant. I think that would really help. So. Let me ask you a follow-up kind of question thought. to that then. Do we need, in your opinion then, if we were to go after a receiver, would you want the Raiders to go after a receiver that's going to be productive or a receiver that's going to give experience to the younger receivers? What do you think is more valuable for this season? Um, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with experience because we're – I mean, it, it seems like we – honestly, I think they're going to start playing Zay Jones more, by mm-hmm. the way. He looked – he had a couple of miscues here and there in the Buffalo game, but for the most part, he's got a real good relationship with Derek Carr, and I think they need someone like that. So I think they're good with their receiving rotation. And if you add an, an experience – like, look, they added Jason Witten. They rarely use him. Mm-hmm. And – he caught what two balls last week and one of them was for a touchdown. I mean, that's all we need from Jason Wynn. We really don't need him to be a focal point in the offense. So I think if you get a guy like a Des Bryant, he's going to help these young receivers. He'll help Derek Carr here and there, but he could also be a a red zone threat like a Jason Witten. And I think that will help out Darren Waller. I think that will help out rugs. I think that will help out, I mean, specifically, yes, in the red zone. But every now and then when they're on the field, you have to keep an eye on him at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I, th- I think it's Des Bryant. We don't need another guy with speed. Um, I think Sanu is a faster receiver than what Des Bryant is. Um, you know, uh, how much faster? I, 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 I mean, probably not by much. But right. 
Um, but Des Bryant, we need a guy who who is a possession receiver because that's the other thing. I saw a lot of drop balls in this Buffalo game, and that's one thing that you get with young receivers when they're going across the middle is they're a little afraid of that hit. And I mean, granted, I get it. I mean, I'm not going, I'm not running a cross route trying to grab a, trying to grab a, a catch from, and then there are the linebackers, you know, making a beeline for me. But Des Bryant was always one of those receivers that was not afraid of that hit, you know, and I think he could really show some of these guys that, Hey, go after that ball, just go get it worry about the things later. Hey, there's, there's ways that you can protect yourself while you're in, even in the air, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there are ways to land a certain way. I mean, Des Bryant, he really didn't get, he really wasn't injured in his career. The last time we saw him on a football field, yes, or not even we saw him on a football field when he was on a football team. Mm-hmm. Um, then yes, he had that injury, but, I, I think he could really help out experience-wise, and I think that's what the Raiders need right now. There's a lot of drop passes. There's a lot of um, inexperience. There's a lot of – I mean, these receivers, like Hunter Renfro is great, but, you know, he's not great at reading zones right now. Uh, Henry Ruggs is kind of the same way. He's not really great at reading how the defense is playing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Edwards was kind of the guy that you can just throw it up in the air, and that's what his – greatest strength was our the guy that we have that is very good at that is darren waller other than that you know we really don't have that guy who can uh you know make that play i mean nelson Aguilar, he's been around the league so he's he's a lot better reading stuff but you know i don't think anyone would say he's our number one receiver or would want him to be our number one receiver Mm -hmm. so um for me i think experience is, is a big thing gotcha all right well uh, let's uh, take a break real quick, and when we come back, we can talk about. Uh, I wanted to get to some Fresno State football, and uh, we'll get a little bit of Lakers talk as well. All right, Cody. Uh, so we talked about Raider football. Let's keep it on the football spectrum. Uh, the Mountain West Conference. Uh, a couple of weeks ago now, and it's, it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, they have announced that they are going to start up football again uh for the mountain west conference but it is going to be a uh shorter schedule um and um it's going to be basically just um in the conference they're only playing within the conference which most conferences are doing anyway Mm -hmm. um so it's going to be an eight game season and what's a little tough about uh and we're going to talk specifically fresno state Obviously, we talk about this quite a bit now. Um, we're from the Fresno area, so Fresno State football obviously is huge here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's really not a, a super close football team. I mean, the Raiders used to be four hours away. Uh, the Niners are four hours away. Um, and then, you know, you have the Rams who used to not be there. And the Chargers used to be six hours. Now they're up to four hours. And same with the Rams. So anyway, so we're four hours away from every professional sports team. So Fresno State football is huge. Um, but Cody, uh, with a lot of experience being, uh, you know, that went into either the NFL draft or NFL practice squads or just graduation in general, um, you know, with an eight game season, I mean, what, I mean, what expectation do you have for this Fresno state team? Well, honestly, we've got, um, 
I mean, I don't know what my expectations can truthfully be. I mean, we, I don't think we've had really any sort of a, you know, spring or training camp that's led to any sort of kind of, um, you know, very similar to the NFL. There hasn't really been anything that's leading up to the season. It looks like it's just going to kind of abruptly start, which is fine. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent certain on this team right now. And the reason why is because, you know, Mountain West earlier this year came right out and said that they're not doing football. And then when everybody started doing football <laughs> two weeks ago, they're like, we're doing football. So they're like, Oh crap. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, so truthfully, like I, you know, just recently found out that like our star, I think he was our linebacker um, Walker. Yeah, yeah. Transferred out of our, uh, of our team to another team. And I think you said it was some Arkan, some team in Arkansas. No. Um, so Justin Rice, uh, was a uh, big tight end for us. He graduated and went to a different team, and I want to say it was Arkansas State. I'm going to look that up right now. But um, he was like a he was like our number one receiver last year. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah. but anyway, so the only other the only other questions that we have now is, you know, our quarterbacks who we've um, you know who we've signed during the uh, during recruiting. Um, I know you'll talk about him a little bit more, but, you know, Ronnie Rivers, you know, what kind of roles he going to play? I, I think you and I both agree that he's going to be the primary focal point because he's got the most experience right now. And I know you'll go into that a little bit more, but, you know, I think with having only uh, our in-conference plays, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bulldogs came out to some four and four record. Um, I know that the last few years in our Mountain West conference, we've been competitive, but you know, I know that we we have a new coach this season. Um, you know, we've got some some new players that aren't going to really get a full sort of training camp. So, you know, it's just going to be a little different. Um, curious to see how it's going to go and to see, you know, how much work we can get done in a shortened season and in a shortened kind of a, um, you know, shortened training camp, I guess you can say as well. So, yeah. I don't know what my expectations are. I mean, they're not high. I'm not expecting us to be in a bowl game or anything, but you know, I'm, I also would like to think that we are still going to be very competitive. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the roster right now. It looks like we've got a decent amount of, uh, of upperclassmen mixed in with a good amount of freshmen. I'm hoping that the freshmen are good quality, and, you know, cause obviously they're going to be leading us for the next few seasons unless, you know, someone gets drafted early, but yeah. you know, we'll see. I mean, I mean, what else, we can only hope for the best right now with the circumstances we're in with sports. And and uh, so, I mean, it's all we can really go for, you know. Yeah. Um, first, let's say it has a few issues. Um, obviously, the first issue being um, we lost our head coach this past year. Um, I'm saying that like he died. He, <laughs> he's just, he, uh, he retired, um, uh, Jeff Tedford. He was our head coach. He was a, he was a great, uh, get for us. Um, but he had some health issues and I think it was because of our quarterback last year who, um, I think I said on the, on the podcast here, uh, a little bit that I did not like him. I was not a fan of him. Uh, you and I went to a game and we watched him and he threw the worst interception that I had ever seen by a Fresno state quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some terrible Fresno state quarterbacks and he just lobbed it up there against Wyoming who ended up being 
uh, they were uh, like undefeated for the longest time. And not Wyoming. I said Wyoming. Um, uh, Minnesota team. Mm-hmm. Who they were undefeated for, for a good while. And uh, we could have beat them early in that season. And he just threw this. Oh, God. I mean, I saw. You know. You were there. We were in the stands. And you heard me yell, no, before he even released the ball because you knew exactly where he was going. I was so pissed. And you were like, what? And then you look and you're like, oh, yeah, no, that's a big no, no. Well, as soon as you said no and I saw the ball leave and I seemed like, oh, no. Mm, Yeah. That's not good. And you had already – you already knew where his eyes went. And you're like, God, damn it. I was so pissed. Um. Yeah, so um, the 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 Bulldogs have first they have Jeff Tedford who's gone. Uh, we're getting a new quarterback um, who's a transfer from uh, Washington University. So um, you know a Pac-12 guy uh, who used to be a quarterback. We've had this happen before, and it really worked out. Obviously, uh, Marcus McMarion, who we had, uh, he was the quarterback after. Um, after Derek Carr, he was a, he was a really good, uh, quarterback. He really brought us into, um, some good, uh, some good seasons that we had with him, but, um, you know, he came from Oregon state. He was the backup. So he transferred over to Fresno state, which he was actually from this area. Uh, this kid, uh, Jake, uh, Hayner, as the one I want to say his name is, I can't, I don't know really how to pronounce his last name, but, uh, he looks good. I mean, he, I, I told you his stats were, I mean, few, <laughs> very, very few stats that he has. Um, but, um, you know, he went from, he was seven, seven with 110 yards. So that, that's kind of his career numbers as a quarterback. And that was, in the Pac-12. So, I mean, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what he can do. Uh, we'll see if he's going to be, um, you know, someone that we can rely on. I mean, who knows? I, I, I would – I'm really looking forward to it, honestly. But um, I guess we're just, we're just going to have to keep an eye on him for now. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who, who else would take him over. I mean, that's – I'm looking at the roster, the quarterbacks – uh, the rest of them are pretty young. So, um, you know, I, he's, he's probably going to be the most experienced that we have. And so that's going to be an issue. You have a new coach and a new quarterback to a new city. Um, you know, that, that's a recipe for a disaster. We lost our best offensive lineman last year to the NFL draft. We lost our best pass rusher to the NFL draft. Um, so, we we have some obstacles to overcome um but for the most part it's it, it's an eight game season anything can happen um you know we don't know how this coach is going to be we have some talent uh there's a guy on there ronnie rivers he's a senior running back he is so good uh he's been good since his sophomore year he's been phenomenal so uh, he has been a, a really good spark for us. I think we're going to be a really run-heavy team this year just because I think Jake Hayner is, is a guy who can throw, but he's a junior. So I think they're going to try and work him into the system and, and probably 
really save him for next year, to be honest. I think Fresno State is going to use this year as an experiment year. Um, um, and then we have another kid, Jalen Cropper. Uh, he actually is probably our most athletic player that we have on this team. Um, and he's fast. Boy, he's fast. Um, I actually funny because he actually was going to uh, Sanger High School, and uh, you know my wife and her family are from from Sanger, so we actually got to see him play. Um, and he was he was he was always the fastest player on the field. I mean that's that's plain and simple. He was, um, and then we saw him you know at Fresno State, and I I wanted to see more of him because he is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a receiver, but they really didn't use him as a receiver. They used him as a running back most of the time. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what this uh, what this new head coach does, DeBoer, and uh, we'll see what he what he has in store for for Fresno State this year. But um, you know, it's also it's it's a rough year for everyone. So that's why I say you never know what could happen. You know, Fresno State's going through some stuff, but you know, hey, uh, who knows how Hawaii is yep. handling it? Who knows? how Wyoming is going to be, uh, who knows how Boise state is going to be. Usually Boise state comes out with some good teams. So hopefully, (laughs) hopefully they're struggling, but, um, (laughs) you know, uh, for the most part, I think everyone's going through it. So, you know, who knows, but for the most part, I'm, I'm not going to have high expectations. I think this is a year if you're going to experiment and see what you can do, what your players can do, I think this would be the year to do it. I, I yeah. think you're not expecting anything. Even if you go 8-0 in the Mountain West, you're probably not going to get into a college football playoff. So mm-hmm. um, might as well just try something. Try something yeah. new. See what works. See what doesn't. I, I'm okay with it. And I think I think that's what Fresno State fans need to be prepared for is it's not going to be a great year. Um, like I said, I'm not going, I'm not going to do this whole, you know, the giants aren't going to win 20 games. You know, I'm not going to go bulldogs aren't going to win two games or whatever. I'm not (laughs) doing that. Okay. Um, because in, like I said, like I've said multiple times now, anything can happen in this because we have no idea. I mean, every team in the mountain West has had the same amount of practice that we have. Um, we just have a lot of turnover. And so we don't know if that turnover could be possibly really good. And we don't know if that turnover can be really bad. So I'm not going to speculate on that, but that leads me into Cody. We have some exciting, exciting news. Um, We're going to have a a really good guest. He is very close with uh, Fresno States and uh, Fresno state football. Um, I'm not going to say who he is right now because I think I'll announce that next week, but uh, guys, Stay tuned for uh, next week to see who we're going to have. Well, we're going to record October 20th. It'll come out, uh, what, 22nd? Yeah, that Thursday. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know I'm super excited. I'm getting giddy. I got all my questions already. So uh, (laughs) he's actually, he's kind of a big deal, everyone. So this is is probably our biggest guest we've had, minus our wives. Exactly. So uh, (laughs) it'll be good. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for that. And, and Cody, we'll, we'll get into that another time. Uh, we're pretty much out of time. Uh, did you want to touch up on anything before we go? I think we've covered the importance. Um, I will say quickly, uh, Lakers and heat game five, uh, Friday, 
Um, I'm calling it a series. The Lakers are going to close it out. Um, LeBron MVP. And that's my prediction. Um, I said in the beginning, I didn't, I don't think I tweeted this. I think I just texted you. Mm -hmm. Um, I have the Lakers in six. So I do think Miami is going to get one more win. Um, and it's not because I think I just want to be right. I really do think that the heat, they didn't lose by much, uh, this last game. Um, so, I mean, they were, they were in it towards the end. Um, and I think they want to show that they're not just going to get blown. They're not going to, the Lakers are not getting another four, one series win. I think they really want to show that they can get one more on the Lakers at least. Um, I actually think Jimmy Butler still thinks that they're going to win it. Um, and mm-hmm. that's okay. That's, that's good. That's a good mentality to have my opinion. I think the Lakers do have the series, but I think the heat can uh, steal a game in this next game. I'm hoping not. I'm rooting for the Lakers to win this because I I am still a little scared of the way that Heat can get really well, no pun intended, hot with their three point shooting. So um, you know, I, I don't want it to go any more games. I, I want the Lakers to close out. Um I'm hoping to see a LeBron a fantastic LeBron James game. They're wearing the black jerseys, they're four and in those. Of course, now they're gonna go four and one because I said that. Um, and then, uh, Anthony Davis had some really big shots at the end of the last game. So, uh, hopefully he can continue that. So, and great defense too, fantastic defense. Um, so I'm hoping that they really, they have the best defensive game. That's what I want. If the Lakers want to win, if they have their best defensive game in this, uh, game five, I think it's a wrap, but, um, you know, I do think that the heat are going to steal this one. All right. Well, we will see. Hopefully I'm wrong. All right, guys. Well, uh, we're super excited. Like I said, check in next week. We will tell you who our uh, special guest is going to be. I think that'll be the week after that. Let me check my calendar, everyone. Yes. So next week, we're going to tell you who we're going to have the week after that, after next week. So uh, I'm super excited. I, I hope Cody is. I know he's tired, so he can't really show his emotion. <laughs> but uh, guys... We thank you so much for listening and uh, hey, we'll see you next week. See you everybody.